Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Dave, yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to a Avon, Connecticut version of the Burn Barrel Podcast. Alice Shattuck, Tom Shattuck. Mm-hmm. Lots of background noise, hissing, broken equipment, <laughs> undermodulated and overmodulated great. mics at the same Everything's time. Everything's great. What do you mean? Alice, unauthorized drinking. That's not That's true. What I'm, not what I'm doing. Just like record show. I am not. I do not have one. Alice does, though. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm in Connecticut. You're it's hugely fantastic. loud. Or Sorry. It's just I, in my ear. Maybe it's just too close to my mouth, but That's it's not in the red on mine, so I don't know. You know what? That's fine then. <laughs> all right. I mean, so, so all right. This is this is going to be an expedited one tonight because we just had we came we came down to Connecticut and uh, I'm broadcasting from here tomorrow. We Alice uh, was uh, two hours late, and then we f- saw friends uh, in so lovely folks Juan and uh, mm-hmm. Sarah, and uh, lovely family, great house, nice people, just great. Great food and all sorts of that stuff. Well, I had my Awaken 180. Alice ate whatever she wanted to, including That's not cheesecake. That's I ate Awaken 180 Pages, friendly, you heard too. That? Cheesecake? I'm not sure. No, oh. I did not eat cheesecake. Lots of cheesecake for Alice. I, uh, oh, my. I guess I found the volume. Um, so so what's happening on the the shows that uh, we're usually... Um, so what, what it is, is this whole, this whole campaign is... Why is the dog barking? Hello? Maybe because kids are jumping everywhere. I just don't want her walking through my okay, camera cord. She's going to freeze it. Pepper, buzz can up. Can move that over there, please? Nope, you move the camera. Go, Pepper. Go. That's incorrect. Yeah, he's just trying to let the dog through. <sighs> Poor James. All right. All right. So this whole experience is... What we're seeing in Washington, D.C., this is just part of, of a symphony. Everybody's saying the things they think they should be sh- saying. The left is simply is going to indict Trump, and everybody is doing their part. The media is doing their part by not asking tough questions. 
that by having legal analysts saying, my goodness, this must be really, really serious. I hate to say it, but by all accounts, if there's this much scrutiny and they've been at it this long, the FBI, with the White House and these documents, uh, then I can't think, but this could only be something extremely serious and on a level perhaps we haven't seen yet before. And they're bringing in the other people and talking heads to say, to say, much of this material, and this is unprecedented, it says top secret. And that means now we're getting definitions of top secret. Stuff that nobody ever cared talking about before. Whatever. Certainly not so, when it was Hillary Clinton's email server. Nobody cared to know about it. And they're saying, uh, and they're saying some of this stuff is so top secret, secret we'll never be able to know what it is. Which is, <laughs> which is, I mean, all you have to know, this is an orchestrated, this is a performance art. This is a production. It is. There's no, there's nothing to this that's organic. Obviously, Merrick Garland felt the heat from the January 6th stuff, and they're using this wide swath now to for him to at least deliver them a pile of stuff. That way, he's done his due diligence. They could have subpoenaed specific documents that they're worried about have gone, having gone missing, um, but they're not going to because they don't have specific documents. They want to They're casting through, a wide net. Right. They want to go through a whole bunch of stuff and see if they hit pay dirt. And they'll mix that with what Adam Schiff says, and they'll build a whole narrative and... They're going to try to make it seem organic whatsoever. It's, I mean, we already know how it ends. They're going to indict Trump, and that's going to be the thing. And, and I mean, the, the, the idea... They're going to indict him right back into the White House. Well, well maybe, yes, we'll get there. But, but, but the, the thing is that, to, to me, it's, it's, like, it's really just highly... It's so disappointing. It's such a retread and so disappointing. And for... I know that half the country just has a, a an, an extremely acute mental illness where they just got to <laughs> see him. They need to see Trump burn. They need to see him go down. And that's it. And that's what you're hearing. And Stephen Colbert last night was like, guess what? It's Christmas in here. A grown man, like a 60-year-old man who's saying it's Christmas in here, who feels like because Donald Trump is a mean New Yorker who's bad and that he gets to see that he might go to jail. So doesn't care why. They've wanted to send this guy to jail forever. These people are obsessed with it. These people are obsessed. It doesn't matter. This is just the latest reason. I guarantee you, if the FBI says they found the wrong rated lawnmower blade on one of the ride-on lawnmowers from Mar-a-Lago, suddenly everybody in the left will know everything about lawnmowers and lows. That's never before. This is really. Sad. They just need him done. That's what this is. Well, yeah, and. They've like personalized the Trump presidency to such an extent. And this was going on even from the beginning of the Trump presidency. Like we certainly saw that living here in Massachusetts, right? Is so many people we knew were like, I mean, you joke about everybody's like mentally ill from Trump, but they actually like had a lot of anxiety and stress about the Trump presidency in in ways like nothing happened to them in the Trump presidency. I mean, their four hundred one ks are doing better than ever. Their houses were worth more than ever. Everything was going fine. Like, yeah, maybe they didn't get to write off quite as much of their mortgage interest in the salt deduction as they used to be able mm-hmm. to in these rich states like Massachusetts and Connecticut. But overall, like nothing happened to them from the Trump presidency. He didn't put them in camps. He didn't. He didn't take away their freedom of speech nothing like it was completely fantastical like all these things in their heads about what was going to happen to them if trump was elected president and then he was and they had already like convinced themselves he was so evil that they just that they just like couldn't wrap their minds around the fact that everything was totally fine and nothing happened to them but Mm -hmm. it's the natural consequence of like the hyperbolizing that the left has been doing in politics forever and you saw it like come to a head during the trump presidency right and 
you know, saying that people would die because of net neutrality, saying mm. that, you know, people would die if Obamacare wasn't passed, like these various things, right? They, they've tried to make politics like so critical and important. It's really their religion at this point, right? Like this is the thing that they really care about. That's like the, an article of faith, all this stuff that like Trump is racist and he's a criminal and all these things. And they've made it so serious to themselves personally that like, it's actually they actually have like personal feelings about whether or not Trump goes to jail, like, mm-hmm. which is wild to me because it really doesn't affect you at all whether or not Trump is in jail for mishandling classified documents. It has no bearing on your life, like they, it just doesn't. You know, if if the if the DOJ is out of control and just like persecuting political enemies, which you know that's not a fantasy. That's something that like. The Obama DOJ literally did in, mm-hmm. to Trump the candidate. It's something that the Obama IRS certainly did to Tea Party groups and other people that they didn't like. Like the politicization of the executive branch is not a theoretical possibility. Trump putting gay people on trains to go to camps—that's mm-hmm. something that lives in your imagination. That's not real. But like the Democrats politicizing the executive branch to go after political enemies is something that actually happened and is happening now, which is why people are concerned about the Mar-a-Lago thing and take it seriously. But the left cares about the Mar-a-Lago thing because they have a personal emotional investment in the fate of Donald Trump, which is disturbing and weird. <laughs> like. I don't know what to tell them, but just like seek help because it's it's not healthy for you. Like your real life is out here. What happens to Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago doesn't impact you. It just doesn't. And the thing is that in 2015, had Donald Trump declared, I won't say, I can't say that, but let's say Hillary wasn't running mm-hmm. and Donald Trump was a Democrat. And saying all the right stuff, but targeting Republicans, and saying all the crude stuff, they would have gone right for him. It's just, just about he wasn't evil until he became a Republican. Oh, they would have loved him. Imagine, see how they treated Avenatti, who's just as sleazy mm-hmm. and a grifter and a liar and everything that they want to say Trump is. Right? He's no better than Trump, like ethically, morally, whatever. And they had him on and treated him as a serious presidential contender. I'm sure they would again, even though he's actually been to jail now. I'm sure if he announced he's running in 2024, Brian Stelter would have him on all over again and sip his coffee from his mug and say, hmm, yeah, fascinating. So what's your platform going to be when you run for president? I mean, like they treat that seriously and he's just as much of a scumbag. I mean, the Clintons are obviously total sleazy scumbags right but this is not in other words trump filled a space that they need every year every remember what they did to george w bush Mm -hmm. george w bush was satan hitler hitler satan hitler satan open talk well but 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 george w bush open talk about shooting him uh at all these things i wish he died we could shoot him this that he's a war criminal killed sucks terrible he's sleeping with condy rice it was all the same stuff and for many people it became an obsession right um and and you know that went away f- somewhat because with obama all oh, they got all the the fields that they wanted mm-hmm. you had a young first black man and and 
he, you know, you had the whole West Wing thing going. The media, I remember when the first media um, story about Obama just showed everybody in his White House walking down the hall and fist bumping each other, and including one uh, Rahm Emanuel fist bumped a a uh, Secret Service person who was just standing there who didn't fist bump back because they were doing their job, uh, but he was strutting and just fist bumped, and the, and the NBC showed it, and it was obviously. All, it was all. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, a Riefenstahl film, is what right. it is. You know, showing all the feel good. So now the hip people are, and so I think a lot of people who said, "Oh, the coolness has arrived." That I was hoping that the White House would look and feel like the mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin one. All the smart people. There's a lot of good looking people there. Yeah, back then you had Mary Harf and a lot of double speakers for, or Jay Carney, etc. For for. Obama that also would be overly articulate and overly wordy and people could say oh yeah they owned him they owned him whatever and I think to them things felt so right I think I think seriously it was a a validation it was the it was the ultimate in the virtue signaling validation look how good I was part of something good we all went there. We all went and made sure that he's my president, the first black president you notice. I don't know who would vote against the first black president. Nobody knowing anything about anything he's standing for. You know? And, you know, the, it, it, he no did scandals. not have a great... Right, no right. scandals. And he the was, tan suit. <clears throat> and, right, the tan suit, which is not something <laughs> that exists. But, like, just to start off, like, right out of the box, remember... And I think this is right out of the box. Remember, he had that photo op with Air Force One where they mm-hmm. strafed Man- Lower Manhattan. Right. So this is 2009, or is it 2009? Yeah, 2009. Mm-hmm. And there's a photo op with Air Force One flying low over Manhattan, screaming through the sky low. So people are panicking because 9 11 just happened. And I assume Obama had nothing to do with that. It wasn't on the plane or anything like that. But it was really, one, it was mockable. I would hope that John, uh, that John, what's his name, the not funny guy from Stewart. Yeah, I hope he made fun of. It. I don't know if he did, but like it was one of those things that that's really remarkable. But nobody said it was remarkable on the left. Nobody on NPR. Nobody on any of the news stations. You know, mm-hmm. you would only have heard that on Fox News and talk radio, which the left has done a good job of isolating, isolating as right wing propaganda. So for no, nobody saw that, and nobody saw the idea that. Cambridge cops are dealing with some dude who's trying to break into a house and they try to they apprehend or go you know, go and confront somebody called the cops and the guy's in the cop's face and calling them MFs or whatever and then wouldn't cooperate and then they take him in and Obama says that the Cambridge police acted stupidly creates a wet race incident when there shouldn't be one right and if there's a race incident talk to the nice probably extremely liberal right. Cambridge neighbors well, that called the cops frankly what are you looking well, at? So, no, no. Um, uh, so, so for him to do that as president, after he said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. It's an investigation, but Cambridge police acted stupidly. Was a stupid, moronic thing to do, and it was it was, it was a fool's thing to do. And it was as Trumpy as anything Trumpy. I mean, it was off the cuff. It was inappropriate. It was you know, and for them then to say. You know what? We'll have a beer summit. It's an Irish coffee. He's obviously going to be drinking. So. We'll have a beer summit there. And we'll go to the White House. And we have a beer summit. And he's overly educated, credentialed, freaking master's degree 
wrestling wannabe dudes like come up with this and like high five and fist bump beer summit. Like it's a thing, but the press ate it up. Oh, they're having a beer summit. As if that's not effing insane. <laughs> <coughs> There's no beer summit. What there should be is your guy to be held accountable for being a jackass. But they didn't. They had a beer summit. So people, the Americans, Americans watching things and watching NPR said, oh, wait, see, there was a dust-up between the... Pl- and Obama had a beer summit. I know. That's He's so solving nice. racism over wow. a beer. Wow. He had a beer summit. It was so nice. And so they got no sense of anything going on. Anything going on. And like when Obama had the serious F-ups, like, uh, like Benghazi, the left immediately wrote in, well, Benghazi, 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 John Stewart, the big hero of the military. Benghazi, 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 let me guess, Benghazi, oh, Benghazi. They laughed at it. It became a punchline. So people didn't know what happened then and how these people were stranded to die and horrifically died and all of the ins and outs, which are too gruesome to go over. But it was a total effort. But that impact never hit... The left it never hit people in the people who buy four packs of craft beer in Brooklyn lofts. Well, it was no thing. But that's something John Sword joked about. Is that what that is? No, everything's fine. Uh, Obama continues to be cool, like friends who they would act like. Who right. with his college pick, he could still dunk and play basketball, and still do cool stuff. He get he gets. I mean, one of the barometers to see. You know where the country is is SNL and late night shows. Obama never gets any. We never see anything. There's no sign. Like when I was a young guy, they were going after George H. W. Bush, and then they went after Dukakis, and they went after Perot. They were going after everybody, and so right. you, like you, all these people were lampooned as fools, and it was so funny. And it was so, Obama got none of it. None of it. There was no mm-hmm. spec on him whatsoever. So I, I think that the intelli- not the intelligence, but the elitist class. The Range Rover class said, oh, this is where it's all good. My NPR people are telling me things are all good, but but there are obstructionists called the Tea Party. Oh, my God, my good guy, who's done nothing wrong, so it's so, <laughs> so nice. My good guy is being opposed by the Tea Party, who NPR tells me didn't used to care about the budget. Now they do wonder why. Uh-huh. So they go and they vilify a bunch of Americans who, mm-hmm. who you know, give a damn who, between work, you know, Right. I was working in retail at that time, and I remember nice, like, this nice suburban woman that I was waiting on telling me how scary it was that the tea party's out there, and it reminded her of the brown shirts in the 1930s right. in Germany. Well, and all that stuff is bolstered by in the Atlantic and all mm-hmm. really heady magazines. Oh, what we're seeing here. Violent extremism in the right. Really reminiscent world. of... Uh, right. So... You know, I think that the Hillary Clinton presidency was supposed to be a continuation. And they had the whole thing was a choreographed, wonderful story to be told. And it was already going to be told. They knew that they would beat anybody in the Republican field. It was going to be the ascension. Her story, remember, it wasn't history anymore. It was her story. Mm-hmm. And it had all the illegals out there for the DNC and all the people with white because white meant abortion. And that mean, that was so noble. Thing. And it was all very good. Oh, my goodness, you see. I think white meant suffragettes, but... That's that's uh, Hillary Clinton, and she's wearing all white, which is really making a statement. And the media all said all this stuff, et cetera. And then remember what happened when Melania wore all white? Oh, no. Whore, I guess, I assume. No, it was, it was disturbing because it was, she was signaling something about whiteness. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. She wore white at the convention, and that was... Mm. So and then we had like this 
this uh, the Michelle Obama gave the speech. You know, when they go low, we go high, and it's like you I mean, didn't go high. You guys always went low. You mm-hmm. t- always accused half the American people of being dummies and stupid, and you know they cling to the guns. Typical white people. I know these are old things now, but but these are all things that are really astounding to hear. They were extremely negative, cynical people. The Obamas that are, but. The plane was well, no set. More negative the plane and was cynical set. That this than was, like, the American Truman Show college. was set by the by the left. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the Truman Show was set by the left. This is what they created for the smart people who live in nicer towns. No. Right. And so the, it's the Truman Show and the sailboat, and it's nice. The waters are never rough or anything like that. And that's what they. That's all they want. I want to feel a little bit smart. I want to have the right lawn signs, and that's it. They've got college degrees. I think that there's something, and then. Trump goes there. They laugh at him, of course. Say, ha, 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 the idiot. We're going to be dealing with the, you're fired guy. My good. He has Cheeto orange hair. Isn't that? Oh, bring him on, says Hillary. Like, like we, yeah, we, um, we're not too afraid to have Donald Trump. And he goes there and does the impossible and blows their minds and blows their minds. And so the people on the left, of course, in those, uh, in those Brooklyn lofts, don't know what to make of it. They don't get it. Nobody they know voted for. Nobody would ever do that. It's so gross. He's Donald Trump. It's so tacky. They would always. They all did the right thing. So they don't get it. You know, they're Prozac and all the other stuff. They're pre- prerequisites and whatever. They are, 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 are like uh, coming in bulk. They don't get it. And it's, so there's got to be a reason, of course. And it's got to be a nefarious reason. It's a specter of somebody that they've never really ever seen, but in movies, this is yeah. This is gonna be. I get the feeling. This is a dark, racist, pale, fat contingent of Americans <laughs> who are evil. And then somebody says, oh, don't call them evil. Some are just upset that, you know, the corner store isn't owned by a white person anymore. They're not all evil. Some are just racist and dumb. <laughs> and so, and so, but they consider it a state of emergency because they can't be that wrong. They can't be that wrong for what's going on. Right, or out of touch. Right. They can't. It's not possible. So the people who run the Truman Show say, you know what? Put the white caps in the water. Make the waters go crazy. Put storms in the streets. Put whatever. These are all the people in the media, which that, mm-hmm. when that is the Truman Show that most of these dumb people in Range Roamers are living in. And they're like, oh my God, there's rain and there's snow. Oh my God, the things are happening. Oh, it's the worst of the worst of the worst. And which brings me to the modern day and this. This redux that we're having here. Now it's the same thing. Okay, add the elements. Okay, this is the show prep meeting for the Truman Show Part Forty Six Thousand with Trump. Now add uh, Mar-a-Lago. Add boxes. He'd steal boxes, right? Would he steal boxes? Show of hands. Yeah, yeah. He steal boxes. What's in the boxes? National Archive stuff. Yeah, but is National Archive? Is there? Let's get somebody from the law department here. National Archive boxes. Mm. Wish Washington. How about how about just just the history of that? Is that such a okay? Sandy Berger did that thing, and other people. Did that? Okay, then what can we put? What can we put in the boxes that makes it different? Nuclear secrets. <laughs> everybody laughs. They say, well, "No, no, hold on! Don't everybody laugh? Hold on! You know what? <sighs> Bill, do me a rating, a a uh, analysis on how much it would take us to make that permeate so that the idiots of this country actually." Believe that to be a thing. Okay, I think we can make it work. Okay, nuclear secrets—that's fine. And add in the uh, the messaging from 
people who were, like their sources tell us, the FBI was astounded and 11 boxes were taken. <gasps> 11 so, sets of classified and so people say, people say, so the, the, the CNN says, 11 boxes were taken. People say, hmm? <laughs> and look for guidance. Is 11 boxes taken a bad thing? <laughs> and they say, and then they bring in some other excerpts. 11 boxes taken is astounding. If, especially, you've got this, this, this in there. That would be a national security thing. National security expert uh, Julianne Idiot from, from Massachusetts. Let's say they were the worst possible things in the world. What would that mean? That would mean this is un- heralded new territory. We wouldn't even know what to do with this at this point. This has been unparalleled in history. It's a, oh my goodness. Write a story off of what Julianne just said. Make sure we, we blow that up there too. And it's one confirmation over another and one over another. And then, you get, like I said, you get Schiff coming in and the, like other people saying these the uh, half witnesses saying people must have been whistleblowing in Mar-a-Lago. By the way, there's a surveillance camera in. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Some footage has been seen, too. They've seen some footage of surveillance camera. Surveillance camera boxes, Marlago basements. Mm-hmm. No, it's seriously like they're running a poll on like what would pull well as oh, like yeah. a spy movie, In, and I'm sure they're looking at like who's in Trump's inner circle that they can you know lay blame on that that pulls well for being a creep. Like I'm sure Stephen Miller, not the funny Stephen Miller on Twitter, right. but the the one that they all think is evil that worked in the Trump administration. They have a few guys like that. Like they think Cash Patel is pretty evil too and stuff. Like I'm sure they're working on like who they're going to drag into this, who they're going to find on the surveillance footage coincidentally. That's going to be like the big bad for the left. And everybody's playing their part. And we we just listened to the way here to a Kareem Jean-Pierre who's, it's so made up. Everybody's playing a role. It's so, it's so terrible. It's like they're giving her the answers beforehand now. And so she's on well, there with they Jonathan would have Carl. to, because otherwise... She's on there with Jonathan Carl, and he said, uh, okay, you got to tell us, you've got to be a little worried about what's happening in Marlago. She said, I'm sorry, John, I'd like... I'm, I'm going to be stern here now. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to be. We cannot comment on that. That is something that is outside of the executive branch. It would be unethical for... We don't know anything about... It. That is not... I'm going to put my foot down here, Jonathan. He's, he's saying, oh, well, you're putting your foot down. Well, that means must be... The White House knows nothing about this. President Biden found out with millions of Americans on Twitter that this is happening. We had no idea. Which is, of course, to say that, of course, they had... Worked with Merrick Garland on coming course, up with they, exactly this. Yes, they created... They worked with the the, the DNC and uh, and some Democrats in the, in the committee. 
and came up with this, and that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're pretending it's all, it's all false. So they're gonna, they're gonna, they could have subpoenaed what they needed, you know, if they knew what they needed, but they don't know what they needed. But it was, I mean, if you ask that, you could, they'll say unprecedented eleven boxes, fifteen boxes, Mar-a-Lago, unprecedented. Took stuff. You think mm-hmm. they found some stuff that would have been ripped and taped together, and so. So it doesn't matter. This is a huge snow job. This is the it, so what they're going to do is uh, indict him because Garland is a scared. I don't know. I, I I don't know what he is as a person, but he's he's bowed to pressure from the you know from the establishment, the the political elites, uh, power structure, and and you know I've heard good things about Garland, like that he's he was an ethical guy, whatever, and I understand, it, and that's probably true, but. Everybody is susceptible to something, and some people are susceptible to to that. I mean, some people are scared of different people are scared of different things. And I, not, not to pat me on back, but I, I just go back to I remember being in high school and being 15 years old and having and hanging out with guys, so, you know, of, you know, 16 to essentially 19. Some of the really tough guys you weren't even allowed to look at them because they kick mm-hmm. around. A lot of them like like like. like were real t- they, they were tough as hell. They would uh-huh. fight cops and this and that. And I remember how, to a person, they were afraid to try to buy beer in a packy. And so I would go in and I would do it. And they weren't like pushing me to go and They weren't saying, you have to go in. I would say, because I, I, I was going to go anyway. So I'd go in as a 15 year old with my real license, which is ridiculous. <laughs> because, you know, you, it's just You're a off by a few years. Yeah, it's a numbers <laughs> game. So they're like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> you like do you know the rule here? Like <laughs> drinking age is not fifty. But I just kept trying because I was like, I want to get beers for, for Saturday night, whatever. So I would take beer orders for seventeen and eighteen year olds who were scared because they were tough guys when it came to pushing people in the hallway. But when it came to like stuff where you go into a bad fluorescent light, you know, beer place with dudes behind the counter. You know, and pat, pat yourself off with a, your real license and that weird, that's like, so they were scared of that. And so, I, that's what I'm just saying, that like, every tough guy, like, even like, stalwart people like Merrick Garland, no, he, somebody scared him, somebody called him, or took him aside and said, listen, you know, and the left has, and the right has him too. Like, your, like, your, your whips in Congress, etc. And the tough guys, like Rahm Emanuel, and the right has them too. I think Pat Buchanan was a tough guy. Maybe James Baker. Was, oh, you know who a big one was? Sununu was mm. a hothead tough guy who would take somebody in, like, in a in a real tough way, say, listen, effer, you're doing this for this, 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 this. It would convince you. And between that and, you know, the world saying, you said he has to be done, Trump, he yelled at the Secret Service and tried to take the steering wheel, whatever. So they're going to do this. So um, I guess the the... the well, there's two things that I think. One, as it happens, as Democrats try to nationalize every single race now, right. and, they, and they're going to, obviously, or because they know that they, there's a pretty good chance to get blown out in Congress, they're going to try every single race. One, can Republicans stand up to the heat? Because it's a, it's not a, I mean, it's it's treasonous, unpatriotic, immoral, malevolent, and horrid that, that Democrats would do this to, to either the for political sake, because really, it's really not about Trump. They don't care. Um, but but it's going to happen anyway. So now, what can Republicans do locally? Republicans need to ignore, ignore, ignore. I don't care if Donald Trump endorsed you two weeks ago and kissed you on the lips. <laughs> they, Republicans need to get up and take a page from 
the great Beto O'Rourke mm-hmm. get up and be indignant about kitchen table issues, not enough food, not enough uh, baby take Bernie's, formula. Take Bernie stuff. Right. You know, baby formula, throw infant mortality in there if you want to. Kids can't eat baby formula. Dollar can't go far enough. Uh, people are dying mental health, and the mental health thing is real, that they've destroyed yeah. a generation of kids. And hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. That's it. And just keep your head down when it comes to the Trump stuff. Who cares? Let's just, just say, I don't care. I, if I were a Republican, I would say, I'd realize that I could probably, by by answering this question and making it a Trump thing, I could probably win great... Uh, I could win great credibility in in where the passion is in this national movement that, that's happening right now. But I'm not here for that. I'd rather lose. I'd rather just advocate on behalf of people who are having their asses kicked and mm-hmm. whose lives suck, who are inflationary and people who are I mean, about to get mean, their uh, a phone call from the IRS since this since there's stuff not, passed. Yeah, right. Um, but don't you think that the... I mean, to me, the Mar-a-Lago issue and the IRS agents issue are connected. Oh, totally. Because, you know, they both are about the government coming after you. And I know this is like a big Twitter joke amongst the blue check liberals to be like, oh, yeah, if you steal classified nuclear documents, they could come after you, too. What next? You know, I, I get it. But the truth is, is that this is like kind of a nothing burger, even if they can get him on some charges. Like one of the big ones that's in here is obstruction of justice, right? Obstruction of justice, like I get why we have it. No lawyers write me emails about I I get it, but like if you stick somebody on obstruction of justice when there's doesn't end up being an underlying crime, it's BS. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like that's just going after somebody f- to be going after them, and yep. like and like I get why we have obstruction of justice charges because like the courts need to work and law enforcement needs to work mm-hmm. without people stopping them. But you know w- when it turns out that all you have left at the end of the day is obstruction of justice and there was no crime that happened that well it's another process crime. Justice, it's another bs right thing. so like that to me like that's a sign that you don't really have anything whenever whenever mm-hmm. that's the thing that you're going for and that's like one of the big charges that they're going mm-hmm. for here with trump with these records is obstruction of justice like okay right we'll see what happens but uh, but that's like i i really like i don't have uh, good vibes when well, they're going for obstruction these are the of justice. Same people else who told mm-hmm. us and 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 tagged our employers six years ago that the Mueller report is going to literally show that Trump was working with the Russians hand in hand. You need to tag Tom Shattuck, tag Boston Herald, Tom Shattuck, make sure that you're not putting party over country and that you're not doing the work of Russians right now because our doc- democracy hasn't been undermined. Uh-huh. And then. It's like wow, he transacted with the Russians. We're going to find out the Mueller report. It's all in there. It's all in there. It's all in there. It's all in there. Wow, you see Tom Shattuck? You see? Mm-hmm. You see now? Do you see Republicans? Now do you see what you've been dealing with? And then the Mueller report comes out, and it's there's nothing whatsoever. Swing the miss. <laughs> then they're like, oh yeah, boxes in the basement. Boxes in the basement. Yeah, that's bad too. Oh well, so, you yeah. forgot too. He's in between go, that, in boxes between in the that. It's like you put boxes in the basement. <laughs> Obstruction of justice. In yeah, that's, that's what that I mean too. too. That's country before party too. You mean they they. <laughs> Like del- de- use delay tactic- tactics with the FBI? Yeah, obstruction of justice. Yeah, it's just as bad. Shut up. But that is like one of the things that, um, like when you say the IRS is the same thing as this, and it is. It's putting people on mm-hmm. notice. Also, so is the the uh, foiled attack on the FBI and people saying. And there was a, every other radio show, uh, sorry, TV show today, a uh, Sunday show, had this thing. It, 
This you crazy hear all guy this, in Cincinnati. Yes, uh, Cincinnati attacked the FBI, and you hear the rhetoric from the right. I believe someone predicted that on this podcast. And so, and so the rhetoric, rhetoric on the right. And my goodness, can you imagine this atmosphere? And they're still saying this, the, the host says. They're still using this rhetoric. So you can't now, which is... A, By the way, examples which is, of the rhetoric... Which is, a, which is a, a signal, you know, marching orders for social media and all media. Any criticism of the FBI now is terrorism and threatening. Mm-hmm. And ban it, don't allow it whatsoever. And it's telling you, Americans, shut up. Not allowed to do this. Criticism of the feds now is no... We have a huge narrative we've been working on now for many months. Right. Anything against it, we're going to vilify you. You can't say the feds, it's the FBI sucks. <laughs> People on the left used to know this, too. They used to also be skeptical of the FBI. Since when is the left the big FBI lovers? That's what's incredible to me is like the total snow job that's been pulled on like the activist boomer left. Like, I mean, did they just get soft in their old age? What happened? This is not a group of people you would have expected to be out here telling us all to respect the FBI more. But literally what happened? I think. I think that it's the West Wing syndrome. They thought that there was a level of decency and decorum in the White House. Some <laughs> people didn't have it, like Reagan, of course. He was disaffected. He was the bad guy of the bad guy, you know. But the other thing, the thing that really set them over was George W. Bush, because he George, was dumb. Well, George H. W. Bush was greatest generation. George W. Bush was their generation, mm. and so then they thought, wait a second, this guy's. I know, I'm this guy's. He's no, he doesn't get to be an Aaron Sorkin person. I know people his age, and he has speaks stupidly, and he's got an accent sometimes. No, and I hate him. No, and just no, and you know what? McCain should have won. Because McCain was a better person, even though they hated McCain, you know, during the... Oh, day. yeah. They told us all kinds of stuff about McCain then in 2008. But that's how they operate. I mean, uh, now they're all, like, Ellen DeGeneres hangs out with George W. Bush, and they all, like, are big buddies with him, and he's great, and his paintings do great. All the- I mean, now he's, like, totally back in with the in-crowd now that he's not president anymore, which just goes to show you that the whole thing is, like, such a charade and fake. It's all fake. I mean, who doesn't think, by the way, like that the elite people, you know, whether or not Trump serves another term when he's like finally done with politics, when they have like the next person to hate, like 10 years after Trump's like done doing anything, they'll like Trump again, too. They'll have him back on the shows. Because there'll be a new Satan, certainly. Yeah, they'll have somebody new. It'll be evil Ron DeSantis or whoever, and they'll be... And they'll rehabilitate Trump out of nowhere and say he wasn't that bad. Just but they're think. so terrible. Just think how mean the left was to like Melania. <sighs> We've got the first supermodel in the White House when nobody's going to take any pictures of her. <laughs> You're so nice, you, you elites in the big cities. And then cities. what's so hilarious? We're not taking any pictures of her. Sorry about that. We're just not. And also, it's like it comes to the same place where it's okay. Everybody this year has to be like mean to Russians. You can't run on the Boston Marathon because you're Russian last name. Stupid. <laughs> really? It's okay to be mean suddenly to everybody? That's I thought that, but okay. Um. So it's so funny too because then after the Trump thing where they just treated Melania abominably, like just, it, they were just unconscionably rude about her to her, the whole thing. And now like we get treated to, once again, it's like the cool hip Aaron Sorkin White House 
only it's like so not and it's really like pathetically not and they're just trying to sell us on this image of this thing that's fake like they put biden in his aviators and then act like it's the same thing happening they're like sake bomb and yeah you know corinne jean pierre was abysmal on tv today we were listening why to her in the car that if things are getting better so many americans are unhappy with president biden's handling of it so you know we'll say this you know we have said this before it's like we get it we understand what the american people are feeling at this time this is a number one priority. Inflation has been a number one priority for this president. Lowering costs has been a number one priority for this president. Inflation was a number one priority for this president after a year of denying it was happening. Right. It wasn't in a priority for the president until we were a year and a half into it is when it became a priority for him all of a sudden. But, but let me ask you, it's, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. But the Congressional Budget Act uh, uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all uh, next year. I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction no. Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to? So I appreciate that. Down? I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this, this the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money. Uh, oh yeah, all those uh, institutes. Leftist institutes that destroyed this thing as not being as being inflationary. They didn't realize that it was just a top line. Yeah, they didn't uh, think about all the money that's in there. So I they don't, didn't take that into account, honey. The CBO didn't. <sighs> I mean, what's incredible about it though is that like they're asking us to still pretend that we have the Aaron Sorkin White House. I mean, at least with Jen Psaki, you could sort of fake it because she did like have the snappy lines and comebacks and stuff and they could be like oh sucky ball Corinne Jean-Pierre is just terrible and they're still like pretending just like they put the aviators on Biden and yeah. like put him in a cool car and tell us he's like <laughs> cool cool Joe from Scranton and everything's fine and they put Corinne Jean-Pierre out there and they're like historic first she's so brilliant but I mean that wow. shows you the, what a great answer she's so but smart that like, the, and they're, the wind, they're, but that shows you the, the like the win because the, because once again the Truman Show watchers which is the people <laughs> on the left they're told okay, <clears throat> when they see somebody when they see Jen Psaki dodge a question on Afghanistan you told us there wouldn't be a Saigon situation in Afghanistan and Jen Psaki and we're literally dives, seeing Saigon and, 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 and she and she deflects and lies people and the people watching the Truman Show in the bars look at each other huh and then the person comes on and says, that was a sake bomb. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a way to show the press who's boss because they're asking questions when they shouldn't be. They should be concentrating on <clears throat> Trump and the racists and, and Ted Cruz. Oh, that was a sake bomb. Oh, that good. That's good when that happens. That's good. And it's like, okay, but at some point you should want the press secretary to be able to actually answer a couple of questions when it comes to dead people. If not everything... <clears throat> it's not a sake bomb when the administration has no accountability and no reason, no v valid way to explain something, especially that involves dead bodies of Americans, um, that then said they give her a weird aside or a quip or a way to ignore the question with flair and to allow everybody to celebrate. I mean, these people just, not, they're not insane. They're not serious, and that's the problem. It's like when they start the Civil War, which they seem to be starting, they don't know what they're, why they're starting this. They don't. They think they're involved in a huge and important cause here. Mm -hmm. But they're not. 
they're simply, this is all just simply at this point, just harassing a former president, finding a way, a reason to do it, having people in in nice suits say a bunch of words that the left's not going to know anything about, going to look for guidance. What does that mean? And that's that's all it is. So like they're going to be starting a conflict, very possibly, and they won't know why ever they did. They will have no clue why they were tribal in this thing and and why they're spending their time trying to well, figure out a way to hurt people's feelings on social media. Well, and like if it turns out that history doesn't look kindly on what they did, they will deny and I'm sure they'll fully believe that they were ever a part of egging it on. Right, because that's what we saw, like even with COVID and all the COVID restrictions and the masks and all the stuff, like in closing the schools. Everyone wanted the schools closed, but I'm sure 75% of the like regular normie suburban people who wanted the schools closed back in 2021 didn't want the schools to reopen normally. Um, I'm sure that they would tell you with a straight face now that the school should have reopened normally in 2021 and it's a shame they didn't and that they were for them reopening normally the whole time. Right, but at no point there will they take responsibility. At no point. Of course not. Because of course not. Just like they were all egging on the vaccine mandates and mm-hmm. firing, you know, teachers and cops and firefighters and nurses and, you know, nursing home workers for not wanting to take the vaccine right. and they were all for it. And now that it turns out the vaccine doesn't do much of anything and nobody's making anyone take it anymore, they're all just going to pretend like they totally were never for that at any time when they all were, of course, for it all the time. So, I mean, but that's what they do is they just like go with the flow. And I think honestly, a lot of them like honestly believe it. Like they just have like selective memory about it. Well, but yeah, I I think that's true because it, one, I think they're on to the next thing. And two, who's going to hold them accountable? They're still listening to NPR. Is NPR going to say, by the way, we effed up badly in the last three years. Did you a disservice? No, they're going to say. And you better talk to your neighbors and maybe apologize to them uh, because <laughs> uh, we got it all wrong. By the way, Black Lives Matter, too. Now that we look at it, it's destroyed lots of black lives. And it seems to be the organization is corrupt <laughs> as well. Seems that was a big F up, too. So just so you know. <laughs> No, there's never... And those bail funds, it turns out they're releasing a lot of people back into your community that you don't actually want in your community. Not in their community. Other communities. Well, some. When we were in Melrose, remember when we were in Melrose and everyone was upset because the bail fund, the Massachusetts bail fund that a bunch of them donated to during the Black Lives Matter riots, they uh, released a sex offender right back into Melrose who was living there and who was supposed to have $30,000 bail and the bail fund bailed him out. And they were like, what? They're not supposed to bail out people like that. Well, Well, I hate to tell you, my friends, but that's what bail funds do is they take the people who are not supposed to be out on bail uh, because they you know have a bail that's too high for them to pay because that's the idea of bail is that you make it high enough so that it's it's a deterrent and you pay it for them so there's no deterrent anymore but whatever that's all right we'll get to the tomorrow we'll talk about the children's hospital thing and we'll do a bonus thing uh, tomorrow at some point for patreon because we can't do it tonight right or because it's we're, so late we gotta get the regular also, show up yeah yeah which takes at this we love avon uh connecticut but it takes four and a half hours to the upload, upload speed is uh yeah uh, yeah wanting. so all right folks thanks so much um, uh, 
Okay, do you want to say something? I was just going to say thank you to the Patreon people for bearing with us. Yeah, thank you, guys. we got to give more Patreon stuff. Well, we'll we have do. an announcement soon, too. We're going to change our schedule up a little bit in the, in the near future as well. So we'll have a little few more opportunities to be to create some selective content uh, here and there and other content that I've just fallen way behind on. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And thank you to the Patreon people. We will get you an extra show, but just not tonight. Um, we are in Eva. By the way. What? How are Miss are we? We've been talking about it, you know, and we've been uh, you shooting the breeze on it while we've been getting ready for our tech to get together. But congratulations to Toast. What yes. a beauty. Toast is a, is a grandmother now. Way too young to be a grandmother, by the way. But uh, but um, the world got um, even more lovely um, with Toast's new grandchild. Congratulations, Toast. I won't give any details away until you give us the green light, but but that's great. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we will get to chat chat at some point, too, but also not tonight. You can leave those messages at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can find the Burn Barrel Podcast store. It's also where you can find all the different places to listen. If you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a good review. And otherwise, have a good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.